0: Welcome to Behold, a podcast about beholding Jesus and becoming like Him. In this episode of Behold, Tyler Hardy has an enriching conversation with Alexandra Donaldson about abiding in Christ. Alex shares her wisdom and practical ways on how to dwell with Jesus throughout the day and how to cultivate a relationship of communion with Him.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold. And uh, we are excited today to have our special guest, Alexandra Donaldson. You may know her as Alex Uh, And uh, we're so excited to have her here today uh, to talk about abiding with Christ, abiding in Christ. So before we get into the topic, though, Alex, just kind of give us a little uh, background about yourself, kind of where you're from, uh, high school, and then kind of bring us into how you got to Aggieland.
0: Yeah. Well, I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, with my twin sister and my parents. And then I came to A&M for undergrad in 2010. And then I started coming to Antioch my sophomore year and basically just got my life wrecked by Jesus. I grew up in the church, but Mm -hmm. I really like met him here and Mm -hmm. like surrendered my whole life to him. So then after I graduated, this was like my family, this was my home base, my community. So I just stayed here and I never left.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay, so go back to high school just a minute. Mm-hmm. Give us some of the extracurriculars you are involved in, because mm-hmm. I, I know some of them. But just tell our audience a little bit, just kind of what were you involved in high school?
0: So I was a dancer. Mm-hmm. I danced all growing up, ballet, tap, jazz, hip-hop, lyrical, musical theater, the whole... Hip-hop. I
1: would not have no, pegged know. you as hip-hop.
0: Yeah, I know. But ballet, it absolutely. It happened. Yeah, ballet for sure. So that's pretty much was like my whole life uh-huh. in high school. Taught, dance. Did it on the weekends. Did it every day. Yeah, that was like my whole life.
1: Okay, now you uh, you're a twin, mm-hmm. which we know, but mm-hmm. many of us are not twins. So just mm-hmm. give us a little insight and being a twin. Like, you know, it's 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 unique. It's a unique sliver of our population. Mm-hmm. Bring us some some insights, some of the inner world of what's like to be a twin.
0: Being a twin is the best thing ever. It's so fun. It's so special. I have a fraternal twin sister, so we can never, like, do the, you know, switcheroo (laughs) tricks or anything like that, but... People still mix us up. We're like sure. completely opposite, different. Uh-huh. And so we're kind of like the perfect combination. We like complement each other really well. Yes. It's the best.
1: You're twins but you just look like sisters.
0: Yeah, we just look
1: like sisters. Yeah, so you're like sneaky twins, which yeah. is kind of yeah. very cool. Yeah, exactly. um, okay, and then you said you came in in 2010. Mm-hmm. When did you end up studying here and what did you do?
0: I was an English major okay. and a dance minor since I was a dancer. Okay. And I think I I don't even really remember, but I think I just wanted to be an English teacher. But I didn't really have a lot of dreams. I just just kind of like trying to major in something, and right. so, but got an English degree. Yes, from very cool. mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so, uh, so you said it was 2010, and then mm-hmm. tell me just a little bit more. Take a few minutes just to kind of unpack. How did you get involved with Antioch as a college student, and then getting knit into our college ministry or to our church? Mm-hmm.
0: So my freshman year, I was at a different church, and it was like really good for me. I was just like kind of laying the foundation that I didn't really have growing up. Um, And then my sophomore year, I was just, like, starting to be really stagnant in my faith. I was spending time with God, but, like, nothing was happening. But I wasn't really involved with my church. I would, like, go on Sundays, not talk to anyone, and leave. That was church for me, you know. And so my sophomore year, a roommate who was going to Antioch, who's still a dear friend of mine, saw, like, noticed something in me and so invited me to life group. I came to Life Group and I was like really overwhelmed. Like people were, I mean, mostly just because people were reading the Bible and then just doing it. And there was like sure. no problem. You know, it was sure. like, what's the problem You're with like, sharing the second, gospel? Yeah, is not I was like, small group yeah, group. like there's, I, I feel like there are many problems with this, you know, like I had a hard time. And so, um, but I was like still really hungry and really yes. curious. And so I kept coming back, went on the Revive spring break trip just like a few weeks. And where, where did we go that year?
1: What we went that? to Fort Never. Collins. Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Great. I had had a couple of bus breakdowns, I think. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Definitely something
0: like that. Yeah, I had been going to life group for like maybe a month, but like, you know, still pretty flaky. Like not really even a month. And a spot opened up and my life group leader, I didn't even know it at the time, but like basically fought. For Revive. For Revive, like fought for me to like get on this trip. Yeah. Yeah. So went on the trip and then I came back and I like understood the church. I was like, this is what I've been missing because like when I'm in the church I understand who I am, you know, and like how I'm supposed to function within the body of Christ. And I just like came alive and I was like, this is it. So then I just thank the
1: Lord that spot (laughs) opened up. That's awesome. I I didn't know that part. Yeah. Very cool. So okay so you got knit in, Mm -hmm. life transformed, now all of a sudden Jesus it's Jesus is not a game. Mm -hmm. It's he's for real. Reading the Bible, obeying it and community was real to you. And then uh, I got to ask the question because, you know, we live in Bryan College Station. A lot of people come to Bryan College Station, whether it be for school or, you know, a PhD or for a few years, and they see it as kind of like a stepping stone to somewhere else Mm -hmm. uh, many times. Um, And so, but for you, I mean, what made you decide to, I'm going to stay here? Mm -hmm. Like so many people graduate and they leave, but... I maybe wanted to stay. So, like, what what went through the thought process through that?
0: Yeah. Well, I would say that's how I thought about it for sure. When I came here for school, I just assumed I would move back to Fort Worth with my family, right. Right. you know, or move somewhere for a job. But when I started coming to Antioch and it became my family and my community, mm-hmm. it just like shifted. Like I wasn't career. Focused anymore. I was community focused. So I was like, well, this is where my people are. I'll find a job here and figure it out. And this is kind of like my home base until the Lord leads me somewhere else, if He ever does, you know? And so, yeah, I would say I really felt the same at first. But then I just like my whole focus became shifted when I was like, this is like where the Lord wants me to be, you know?
1: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I wish more people would stay here. It's not a stepping stone for anyone in our audience. A great place to live, raise a family. It's awesome. Um, okay, so um, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, and I got to tell our audience so, um, you know, um, unashamedly, you are a nanny for us, mm-hmm. for our family. And I mean, one of the best. We've had a lot of nannies over the years. <laughs> But you're awesome, and my and what was fun about that, is getting to know you in those early days, was that you got to invest in in my kids. I think it was my daughters, right? I don't think, were Graham. you a nanny for the boys? Graham. Oh, for Graham.
0: Mm-hmm. A little wow. bit for Ethan at the very beginning. Really, okay. Yeah, but Graham for sure.
1: So Ethan's 11 now, Graham's nine, so you get to nanny some of my kids, mm-hmm. and that was just really fun for us getting to be in your world in those really formative years in your life and you can invest in our kids was just really fun and very mutual. So mm-hmm. thank you for being a great nanny and investing in our kids. And um okay, so um wanna shift gears here into kind of our topic today, just talking about abiding in Christ. So um maybe just kind of start broad, but when we talk about abiding in Jesus or abiding in Christ, that's usually a a word. You don't usually hear it on the streets much, you know? Hey, are you abiding today? That's not really a secular term, that's a biblical term. And so maybe just unpack for us, just kind of what does that mean to you in a broad sense when you've read in the scriptures or when you've kind of journeyed through that, just when you think about the idea of abiding, kind of what are some of the, the, the things that come to mind for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing The first word I think of is home, because Mm -hmm. I know that that's kind of like the literal definition, you know, abiding is like living in a home. But that's really like the first thing that I think about. And so with Jesus, abiding in Jesus is just like making him your home, him making his home in me. And so it's kind of like wherever I go, he's just like with me, like as if like he's just standing right there with me all the time. So that's just like the first thing that I yeah. think about.
1: Where it's home. It's yeah. like and so home is safe. Home mm-hmm. is familiar. Yeah. Home is a place of respite. Yeah. So the idea of just, hey, with Jesus, it's not a it's not a tussle. Mm-hmm. It's not a tension. It's this is good. Yeah. Like I can almost like I'm even just thinking about just sharing that. You know, how often do we get, you know, as people, we get dressed up. We, I don't put makeup on, but, you know, many women do. And so you may get dressed up, your hair, you, you get everything ready to go. You go out to a restaurant, to maybe even to church or to work. You come home. Home is like where you wear the PJs. You know, home is like, I don't really care what it looks like right now yeah. because it's just me. It's almost our most vulnerable state mm-hmm. is at home. Mm-hmm. And so even in that sense, hey, the most vulnerable place we can be mm-hmm. is with him. Like with Jesus, you can be actually real. You can be yourself. And I think for people, that's important to hear mm-hmm. that you're not acting. You're not performing. You're not mm-hmm. pretending yeah. a- around Jesus. It's, it's actually with him. It's actually mm-hmm. that's you can really be yourself, yeah. which is maybe a message people need to hear. Okay, yeah. so just kind of track me through. And, of course, for those that, 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 that don't know... Um, you also help serve in our church with prayer ministry. Mm-hmm. So maybe just talk about that a little bit. Just what is that? And then I want to dive into that in regards to this idea of abiding mm-hmm. and kind of even how that, how, how, how you guys take someone through a process and where that fits in mm-hmm. with helping them get freedom and healing.
0: Yeah. So the whole goal of prayer ministry is just to help someone connect with mm-hmm. God. And so usually it just looks like facilitating a conversation with him. You know, God speaks to us, he's real, we can hear him. And so that's like our whole goal is just to help people connect with him because when there are lies that we're believing, when there's sin that we're, you know, uh, partaking in or, you know, a whole number of things, then it's like hard for us to connect with him and, and be with him and help. And it's hard for him to be that safe place for us, you know, where we can be vulnerable. And so... That's what prayer ministry really is, is just helping people connect with him. And so um yeah, and so it's really it's really just kind of like in the quiet of your heart, just connecting with him and it kind of like what you were just saying about him being our home and Even when we're in a huge crowd of people, I can go and talk to the Lord. And He's like a refuge for me. You know, like it's almost like I'm going home in the middle of being at the big party where I'm all dressed up, you know, but I can like be with Him in our home. Anyway, so um, yeah, that's kind of the heart of
1: that. Hey, let let me pause real quick. Practically just unpack that for a minute. So Mm -hmm. let's take the situation literally that Mm -hmm. you're like at a hangout or you're at. Christmas with family and aunts mm-hmm. and uncles and cousins of some of which you get along with some maybe you don't mm-hmm. and you're there and you're kind of feeling this oh uh, there's maybe some anxiety or some tension you're like I just need to I just need to connect with him I just mm-hmm. need to talk to him. yeah uh, give us some details like what yeah. does that even look like because right. I think some people are saying well good for her like that sounds yeah. great I don't know how to yeah, I have totally. to be like in a room by myself with nobody around and this really yeah. cool music and the lighting and just yeah God's here, you know, but yeah. how, how are you abiding, connecting with him, even when there's like a party going on?
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I do sometimes have to go to the bathroom and shut the door for like <laughs> 30 enough. seconds. So right. that is totally fine to do, for me at least. Yes. Um, so, but I mean, when I can't do that and I'm in the middle of a conversation, yeah. I mean, it's just like in my own thoughts, just talking to him, mm. you know, and believing that he's with me and believing he yes. wants to speak to me. And so just saying, Lord, I feel really overwhelmed right now. What do you want to say to me? And just listening. And I mean, I guess um, you have to be pretty good at multitasking, I guess, when you're actually listening to someone talk at the same (laughs) time. But it's real, you know, and He'll really speak to you, and He can really give you something that you need in that moment. If you can't go to the bathroom for 30 seconds and close the door, if you can't get into this, like, worship setting where all the lighting is perfect and the music is perfect, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, living by the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, and listening to Him all the time.
1: Now, you said, so you said it's like a belief and I think for some people, if we were to say, hey, did you know that God can speak to you? We're talking about, you know, prayer ministry and helping people. It's mm-hmm. you're talking about really you're facilitating a conversation between them and God the Father. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I haven't met anybody that's ever said, I don't want to talk to God. Like, I think everybody longs to. I think many people don't believe he does talk to you or he wants to talk with you or that he cares. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Many people have this view that well, God is out there and mm-hmm. and you know, and so therefore he's just kind of he's put things in motion, so we're just gonna we're gonna do the rat race called humanity and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens, you know, because he's sovereign, we'll see what happens. so mm-hmm. but you're saying you have a belief and a mindset that, um, that that you can abide with him and that and that you can connect with him even when there's something going on. so where, like, where along your journey did you shift gears mm-hmm. and say, hold on a second. Like, when was the moment or the, take us in that window when you're like, wait, Jesus really does speak to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I want to unpack in a minute just, well, how is he speaking to you? But when did that start for you? I mean, you said that freshman year you went to their church. You were starting to learn about God more, mm-hmm. following Jesus, coming up. But when did the moment click of, oh, my gosh, he can really speak to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in these certain ways. He actually is like right here.
0: Yeah. I can't really think of the exact moment, but really it just started happening when I started spending time with him mm. intentional time yeah. set apart. And I didn't really know what to expect at the beginning. You know, yes. I didn't really know what to think because before, I guess, spending time with God was just. Maybe reading a couple of verses in my Bible, and that was it. Which God speaks through the Bible, you know. So that was a huge part of it. Was like actually getting in the Word of God and knowing it, and it becoming a part of me. And then from there, He would like speak words that I had written, you know, or that I had read in the Bible, like throughout the day. Like, oh yeah, He said, "Don't let your heart be troubled," or whatever, reminding you throughout the day. Okay. And so, um, and then I guess probably. Sometime like when I in college when I first started coming to Antioch, I would spend time with him, and he would kind of reveal something about my heart like I would just it's just I would just kind of think about it and like reveal something in my heart that was not true, you know, about mm-hmm. who he is or about my right. life, and started the Holy Spirit just started like revealing these things to me and um, so yeah, I don't know if that really answers your question, but i yeah. it was really just when I set aside time yes. to want to know him. And kind of like I was saying earlier, just like believing that He was going to speak to me yes. um, and just kind of in the quiet of my heart where I would go throughout the day and He would remind me of Scripture.
1: Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, um, uh, maybe talk a bit more about, you mentioned earlier, we were talking about abiding, big topic. We're saying, you know, to you, it feels like home. It's home, okay? And so our home, we've shared kind of, it is a familiar place. It's a safe place, place we can be ourselves. Um but you're also saying, "Hey, the way that I've developed and cultivated this idea and this reality of abiding in Christ and walking with Him and bringing Him into conversations, it sounds like you're when you make decisions, it's not you're not you're not informing Him, mm-hmm. you're inviting Him into those decisions. Or when you're responding to a situation or something comes up in your heart throughout the day, and you're like, oh, you're inviting Him in to help me sort this one out, not just mm-hmm. I got this. You know, it sounds like you're inviting Him in, but but you're saying that the foundation for that becoming your norm, Mm -hmm. um, not the rarity but the norm, is that you started spending time with him in a devotional life type way. I know many people may think quiet time or Bible study time, whatever the term you use, Mm -hmm. but for you sort of clicking when you started being more intentional with that. So maybe just for some folks, it might be helpful to hear, give us the three minute summary or example of Mm -hmm. What do you actually do? Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's still a mystery for some people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you spent time with God, but well, what'd you do? <laughs> did you run? Did you eat yeah. food? Yeah. Did you watch a show? Mm-hmm. Did you listen to the Bible? Did you did you just get on your knees and pray for an hour? Did mm-hmm. like what did you what does that do? Because that sounds cool. That's mm-hmm. kind of like we talked about before. That's like it's like prayer. Mm-hmm. Every Christian knows they're supposed to pray. They need to pray. There's the Lord's Prayer, but that's there. But people really don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and then they're not really sure. Am I doing it right? And there's not someone looking over the shoulder saying, "Yeah, you're doing it. Nah, you missed it there." I mean, mm-hmm. so maybe take us into this because I, I think people genuinely want to be able to read the scriptures and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know Him. Mm-hmm. I'm not insecure. I, it, it, even during COVID, if I'm sheltered in place, it's not just me alone. It's actually He's with me. Yeah. He's with me where I go. So." Give us a little three minute summary here of what is the Alex Donaldson devotional spending time with God, what does that look like for you now? Mm -hmm. Knowing you started out probably a certain way, but Mm -hmm. what's it look like now?
0: Yeah. Well, Mm. I mean, the first thing I think about is that it's a relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's a friendship. That's and it and it took time to develop. Like I'm now I'm thinking about back in college when I was first starting to spend time with God and It was a little bit. I mean, it's definitely different than it is now because I didn't know him as well because it's just like a friendship or relationship. You spend time with someone, the more you spend time with someone, the more you get to know them, you know? And the more you trust them and the more they trust you. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's been the biggest thing for me is like, as I have lived my life with Jesus and spent time with him, I've learned to trust him more and he has entrusted me with more. And so now it looks way different than it did, back when I was in college, you know? And so now, I mean, like I said, I really just think of it like, I mean, he's a real person. He's my best friend. And so usually it's like, a lot of it is me sharing my heart with him of like what's going on, whether it's I have this hard thing at work later today or this relationship is really stressing me out or I'm like really burdened because this is going on in my family, you know? just like me sharing my heart with him, and then always ends with like him sharing his heart with me. You know, whether that's like taking away my anxiety or um, sharing truth with me about who I am or who he is, and like what's going on in that situation. And all the while, you know, worship is happening because I'm thanking him for what he's doing, what what you know, what he's saying to me about my situation or my heart, yeah. and. Reading the Bible is happening because he's telling me scripture to read, you know, Um, and praying is happening because it's just kind of like all in the mix of it, you know. But really the heart of it is really like me sharing my heart with him and him sharing his heart with me because that's like what a real relationship is, you know. And I think about the verse in one of the gospels where, you know, Jesus says, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter in the gates of heaven and you know and the people will say well we prophesied in your name and we casted out demons in your name and all these things but he said you did all these things but you never knew me you know and so that's yes. what I want like I want to know him yes. as, for like who he truly is
1: yeah I love that I love how you just painted the picture of it's a relationship mm-hmm. just like dating just like marriage just like friendship mm-hmm. it's a relationship that needs time so I think when people hear time with God, they should just click, oh, it just means I need to give time, mm-hmm. like focused, intentional, yeah. undistracted as best we can, mm-hmm. time with him, and that really does cultivate the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, okay, so take us into, on a, um, uh, on a practical level, I don't think most people know but you are a teacher mm-hmm. is one of your jobs right now and so uh, you know and maybe just I think it'd be fun for our audience to hear a little bit describe a little bit of your classroom and the age group dynamics you're dealing with uh, I think people might have more compassion for you <laughs> they hear and then and then from that segue into okay so this is what I walk into every week this is what I do. But then this is how I'm able to maintain some sort of level of peace mm-hmm. and in a sense of, hey, God's with us, even though, wow, mm-hmm. this can feel very hectic and crazy. Mm-hmm. So unpack what you do a little bit, some of the dynamics. you want to share a couple of funny stories, you can about kids. You don't have to use their names. But help us understand kind of what you do day to day.
0: Yeah, so I teach pre-K, so four- and five-year-olds, I'm basically just teaching them how to be humans at school, <laughs> how to be students. It's really, just that's what our focus is. Um, and I teach a few other things. I teach ballet also right. to little little ones, mm. ages two, as young as two. Um, and then I teach even like older kids one day a week too. So it's a lot of teaching, a lot of different ages. Um, it's really fun though. I it's really fun to teach the four and five year olds how to hear from God. I've been thinking about that a lot mm. too as we've been talking. Um, Just to so, how do you do that?
1: I mean, how do you teach a four or five year old? I mean, who can barely spell their name?
0: (laughs) They, they can't even. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, really, I just a lot by showing them and practicing, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's just like, just like anything else, you can just practice. And so, just telling them that, you know, in John ten, it says that we have a good shepherd and we are his sheep, Mm -hmm. and he, we know his voice when he speaks to us, and so, and he's real and he speaks, and so. We just usually ask God to speak to our own our own hearts, or ask Him to like encourage someone in the class. Like, okay, Father, when you look at Tyler, what do you yes. see? Yeah. And we just wait a little bit. We are quiet before the Lord. Try <laughs> to be, and then and then we just they kind of share what they hear, and I say if it's from the Bible and it's encouraging, then we can trust that it's probably from Him, you know. And just yes. and just knowing that kids are kids, and also adults are adults, and we're yes, you know. Right. But anyway, right. so it's pretty fun. Cool, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I definitely need have to abide in Jesus whenever I'm doing my jobs and teaching and. Um,
1: so give us so so, just it would be fun. Just mm-hmm. give us like a chaotic memory moment of the last several years. You're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, let me just describe you what happened, uh-huh. and then uh, how'd you pull it together?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, usually, I mean, I'm remembering this one day where we had this like box of beads for just all these different activities. Anyway, and one day a student had spilled the entire box of beads. Oh, the they were all over and the, the floor.
1: These are like the tiny, the tiny, tiny little beads. just, just tiny hard of, to like, get with your fingers. Yeah, and you can't <laughs> sweep
0: them up because you're going to get all the dirt with them on the floor anyway. Uh-huh. So it was just one of those moments. I actually pulled out my camera and took a video or a picture because I was like, this is just, <laughs> just it's just like it. more, yeah, you're this like, is this, is this, is this is stressful, pre-K yeah, classroom. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, so that was just like one stressful moment. But mostly it's just, it's hard when, Something like that is happening, but yes. then like one child is breaking down, crying, one child needs that. you know, it's a lot right. of needs happening at one time, right. and there's only one of me. So, um, I mean, it really it really has tried my patience, but not just like in- the moment patience, mm. more like long suffering patience, you know, because they're also so little and so it takes them a long time to learn learn one thing. You know, I could be saying the same thing in August that I'm saying in May, but it's not because they're not listening. It's just because it takes
1: repetition. ABCs are every week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every day, (laughs) every moment of every day. And so anyway, and so that's something like, I just think about the Lord with me, Mm -hmm. you know, and like when I'm spending time with him in the morning and I'm like... I just think about how patient mm-hmm. he is with me, of how slow right. I am to learn something, and then that really helps me when I go to school. Yes. And I can just think about how the father is so patient mm-hmm. with me, and then I can like be patient mm-hmm. with them in their like, long well, wait, we suffering. we really
1: are like children. Yeah, it takes us a while too. <laughs> yeah, takes Not me a while. Them. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. Okay, yeah. so, um, uh, you know, when you uh, when you think about living life with him and walking with Jesus and abiding in Christ, what have been, um, you know, are there any uh, scriptures or authors or nuggets or or others you've learned from in discipleship and mentoring? You're like, man, they really help, help me move forward in this. They really helped me understand this. Just maybe share a little bit about that because I think we all are beneficiaries of people, not just moms and dads, but I think the mentoring, the discipleship. You said in college, I got around community that really started helping me discover things. Mm-hmm. So just maybe if, if there's something where you're saying, you know, I someone really did help me show something and walk me through it, take us in that little bit. Because I want our audience to also remember that um, walking with Jesus and being Christ-like and, and a follower of Christ, like that's not meant to be done. Individually or just on our own, mm-hmm. there there is an individual aspect in the sense of this devotional life, this spending time with God. That is it. Hey, that is kind of on you. Like mm-hmm. you got to put the time and effort into that. But yeah. the other side of that is we are meant to be in community called the church. Mm-hmm. And so, just how have you benefited or grown, or if there's been people in the way that have really mentored or invested you to help you even in this place of of beliefs, because that's really a lot of what abiding is. It is mm-hmm. is the belief that. He's safe. Yeah. It's the belief that he hears my cry. It's the belief and understanding that he's with me. And not just believing that, like wishing, but actually experiencing that. Because I think that the if we want to experience something, the belief comes first. Mm-hmm. We have to believe it before we can see it, feel it, experience it. Mm-hmm. So maybe just—is there any things that come to mind when you think about people who've mentored you or helped you on the way, or mm-hmm. some things that you've read that have just stirred you in this in this area?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would be where I am today without people Mm -hmm. in my life, like in this church. That's really... I mean, first it was just people believing in me, you know, Mm. just calling things out in me and just believing me as a person, as a follower of Jesus, you know? Um, And then... Yeah, I mean, just like when you ask me, like, what does my time with God look like? I ask people that all the time, you know? Like, what does your time with God, with God look like uh-huh. right now? What are you doing? So I actually, I mean, I think a lot about Ashley, your wife, mm-hmm. and um, even just like meeting with her in college and just just talking to God with her, you know, and just asking God questions like, God, who are you? Who am mm-hmm. I? What do you have for me today? I mean, I yes. asked, th- that was years and years ago, and I still ask the Lord that time, you know randomly um and so yeah just like different mostly it's just people giving me different questions Mm. to ask the lord like just simple questions like that like what do you want to say to my heart to encourage me today what do i what do i need to know before i start my day you know just like him giving him the opportunity to like speak to me and give me something even before i like start my day um so
1: that's good yeah Say, say those three again that she taught you years ago. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Father, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who am I? And what do you have for me who today? Who are you?
1: Who am I? What do you have mm-hmm. for me today? Yeah. Just forcing mm-hmm. us to go there. Yeah. With him. Yeah. Um, you know, um, even just as as you're sharing that, it's making me realize how simple of a concept it is if if we truly do. Um, believe and view that Jesus is with us. Mm-hmm. You know, He said in Matthew 28, right, in the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Said, "Go therefore and make disciples all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you." And then the last part says, "And lo, I'll be with you always." Mm-hmm. And I, I think sometimes we we forget, "I'll be with you always" part, because. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go make disciples and baptizing people, teaching stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm sunk. Mm-hmm. But if he's with you, mm-hmm. and so um, I, I'm interested with that mindset. It seems like you've gotten there. You're, you're continually growing in that, but the idea of abiding in Jesus. But then maybe just before we close here, I, I, I want you to maybe um, talk a little bit about you know, because prayer ministry is such a vital ministry and something you've really given so much of your time in the secret place, and just want to honor you in that. Uh, you know, for those those that, that are not aware, I mean, prayer ministry is usually a minimum of two hour, could be a four hour session, where you're sitting down in a context like this, where maybe it's two people with the person being helped, and you're just you're asking them questions as you are tuning in to the Lord to say, what are the questions they need to ask to get to know him? And it sounds like even some of your help on the way has been people just forcing you, Alex, to, hey, really, the goal is for you to get to know him. Not all my greatest nuggets, Mm -hmm. but he has all the great nuggets. So if I can teach you and force you to go to him Mm -hmm. as your source, Mm ah, then we've got it. Because people will fail you. People will let you down. He won't. And so maybe... Just what have you seen? You've dozens and dozens of people. I don't know. I don't know if we're at 100 yet, but dozens <laughs> and dozens of people that you've done prayer ministry with. Just give us a little insight before we close today. Just where, where are the light bulbs going off? What, what is some of the greatest joys you get to experience when really you're just helping them facilitate a conversation with God, which really, in a sense, is abiding? Mm-hmm. You're trying to teach them how to abide in Him. Mm-hmm how to get their answers from him. Just give us some of that insight.
0: Yeah. I mean, something that I can say with full confidence is that he is so faithful. Like Mm -hmm. every single time someone comes with hunger in their hearts and willingness to maybe go to painful places or Mm -hmm. forgive someone they don't want to forgive, you know, always willingness. But when they come with things that they want to leave behind forever and then like I see it happen every single time God is so faithful like he sets people free because he just wants to be with them you know he wants to connect with them and and so it's it's amazing i mean he is so faithful to do what he says he's going to do and um and then he always, like, they always come with something they want to leave behind and something that they want to receive from him. Yes. And it's like, we I don't do anything. You know, I'm not like, all right, now it's time for you to uh-huh, receive this. Uh-huh. Like, again, I'm just feeding them, you know, we're just feeding them questions. And yeah. God is the one who's, like, breaking off all of these things that they don't want in their hearts that's not from him and giving them so many yeah. things from him. And it's yeah. like... I mean, it's life changing and it's just him, you know. And like you said, like it's just pointing people to Jesus. Yes. That's like I mean, yeah, that's what I've experienced and so that's all I wanna do is just point yeah. people to him.
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay, so before we end, mm-hmm. what's one last thing <laughs> you wanna share with our audience? Just if if you had them all in a room, said, Hey, I just wanna mm-hmm. tell you one thing about mm-hmm. walking with Jesus, one thing about abiding in him, what's mm-hmm. what's the one thing you want them to to latch on to, to remember, to know?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I've just been thinking about how I think the the number one lie that the enemy has tried to mark me with is Mm. the lie that I'm alone. Just, Mm. I mean, from when I was a kid all Mm. the way up until now. But it's obviously such a lie, you know? And so when the Lord had started to, like, set me free from that lie the truth that he told me is that he's always with me just, you know, in Matthew 28. And so, and I think the reason the enemy was trying to mark me with that lie so much is because when I believe the truth that God is with me, that I'm abiding in Jesus all the time, I can do anything, you know, like anything is possible and because he is with me and he has everything that I need and he can do anything in the world. Nothing's impossible for him. And so anyway, and so I just think about how, like, I I just have to believe that, you know, I'm just like, it just fuels me with more fire and passion to not yes. believe that lie. And so that's like the biggest thing yes. that's like on my heart right now is for anyone who's listening, just like... We're not alone. We're not alone. Yeah. And just don't believe it, you know? Yeah. It's just not true.
1: I'm into that. Yeah. We're not alone. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a joy to get to hang out with uh, Alex and hopefully you greatly benefited from this uh, we'd love for you to check out other podcasts as well. But I'm just going to pray for us as we close today. So, Jesus, we thank you uh, that you are with us. You haven't left us. You haven't forsaken us. You are present. Uh, that you hear our cries. That you want to be with us in the chaos and the storm mm-hmm. and in those quiet moments. And, Lord, we just pray right now that, uh, that anyone who's listening, that they would know, they would believe Come to the understanding that you are with them, that you wanna speak to them, Mm -hmm. that you wanna give them truth in exchange for lies, and that you want them to know they can have a real, legitimate, authentic relationship with you where they can just, where they can think of Jesus and they think home. They think safe. They think I can be vulnerable, I can be with him. Mm -hmm. So, what I pray that would be uh, just a marking in all of us, Mm -hmm. that we would view our abiding with you as a place of safety, a place of refuge, and a place where we are known as we get to know you. So Lord, we love you, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time.